Ashley Brock reading Nora Roberts' book, Holding the Dream, Chapter 17. And I apologize in advance. You're most likely going to hear the baby's music in the background, but he likes to listen to music. And I've let Sissy listen to her stuff all day. So now it's Bobby's turn. And it's actual music. Anyways, Chapter 17. She was grateful that it was Byron behind the wheel. No matter how she ordered herself to be calm, she knew her hands would have trembled. Flashes of Margot ran through her head. There were images of them as children sitting on the cliffs, tossing flowers out to the sea in Sophia, Margaret parading around the bedroom in her first brawl, smug and curvy while Kate and Laura looked on it, and flat-chested envy. Margot curling Kate's hair for the junior prom, then slipping a condom into Kate's bag just in case. Margot got her first visit home after running off to Hollywood to become a star. She so polished and beautiful. Margot in Paris, after she nagged Kate to come over and see the world as it was meant to be. Margot at Templeton House, always back to Templeton House, in despair after her world had crumbled, and fury when one of her friends was hurt, the determination and glossy bravado as she fought to rebuild her life. As a bride walking down the aisle to Josh, so outrageously lovely in miles of white satin and French lace. Grace! Weeping as she rushed into the shop to announce she didn't have the flu but was pregnant. Weeping again when she felt the baby quicken. And cooing over the tiny clothes her mother was already sewing. Showing off her bulging belly. Beaming when it ripped with a kick. Margot, always so passionate, so impulsive, and so thrilled with the idea of having a baby. The baby! Kate squeezed her eyes. Oh God, the baby! She doesn't want to know if it's a girl or a boy. She said they were to be surprised. They have names picked out. Suzanne, if it's a girl, from Aunt Susie and Annie, and John Thomas, if it's a boy from Margot's father and Uncle Tommy, O'Brien, what if? Don't think about what is, just hold on. He took his hand off the gearshift, walking up the switches. I'm trying, just as you tried to block the shutter when he pulled into the parking lot in front of the tall white building. Let's hurry. She was quaking when they reached the door. Byron pulled her back, said, I can go in and find out what's going on. You don't have to go in. Yes, I do. I can handle it. I know you can. He linked his fingers with hers. Margot was in the maternity ward. As she hurried down the corridor, Kate blocked out the sounds and smells of the hospital. At least this wing had familiar and good memories. Laura's babies, the rushing thrill of being part of those bursts, soothed away the worst edge of panic, urged Kate to remember what it was like to watch life fight its way into existence. And to tell herself this place was one of birth, not death. First face she saw was Laura's. I've been watching for you. Laura wrapped her arms around Kate and Louie. Everybody's here in the waiting room. Josh is with Margot. What's going on? Is she all right? The baby? Everything's all right as far as we know. Laura led her toward the waiting area. Struggled to maintain the pretense of calm. Apparently, she went into premature labor and she was simmering. Oh my god. They stopped the bleeding. They've stopped it. Laura told a slow breath to steady herself. Her eyes mirrored into her fear. Annie was just in the seer. She says Margot's holding her own. They're trying to stabilize her. Stop the labor. It's too early, isn't it? She's only in her seventh month. Kate stepped into the waiting area, saw worried faces, and Ruthless smothered her own fears. Annie! Kate caught both the woman's hands in her. She'll be all right. You know how strong and stubborn she is. She looks so small in that bed in there. <laughs> like a little girl. She's too pale. They should do something for her. She's too pale. Henny, we need coffee. Susan stood an arm around her shoulder. Why don't you help me get some? After stroking a hand out Kate's arm, she'll let Annie away.
Susan will take care of her. Thomas murmured. He often thought there was too little for May to do at such times. Too much for him to imagine. Now sit down, Katie girl. You're too pale yourself. I want to see her. The walls were closing in already. Thick with the scent of fear that meant hospitals to her. Uncle Tommy, you'll make them let me see her. Of course I will. He kissed her cheek and then shook his head at his daughter. No, you stay here. I'll check on the girls while I'm at it. So you should know we'll be fine down in daycare. They're worried. Allie especially. She adores Marco. All ten of them. I'm leaving all my women in your hands, Byron. I'll take care of them. Sit down. He murmured and nudged both of them to the couch. I hope your mother and Anne with the coffee. He saw their hands link before he turned away. Can you tell me what happened? Kate asked. Josh called from his car phone. He didn't want to take time to call an ambulance. He was trying to sound calm, but I could tell he was panicked. He said he'd been feeling tired and a little achy after last night. Wednesday got home this morning. She was feeling well. Complained of back pain. She'd been working too hard in that prep from the auction. We should have postponed it this year. I should have pulled more weight, Kate thought. Everything was fine at her last checkup, Laura put in rubbing her bow, but he may be right. She said she was going to take a shower, then she started shouting for him. She was bleeding and having contractions. By the time they got here, they admitted her. I haven't seen her yet. They'll let us see her. Damn right they will. Laura took the coffee Byron offered, remembered and thank him. We're waiting till he said for a second. It always is. My sister May had a bad time with her first 24-hour labor, which translated to the rest of your life when you're pacing. It's tough. The older result, just talk and give them something else to focus on. Abigail was a hefty nine pounds and make sure she'd never have another. Went on to have two more. It was easy for me. I remember nine hours for Allie, only five for Kayla. They just sort of slid out. <laughs> Selective memory, Kate corrected. I distinctly remember you breaking all the bones in my hand while you were in the birthing room. That was Allie, and with Callie Hugh, she sprang to her feet when a nurse stopped in the doorway. You stepped over the coffee table. Prep for battle. We want to see Margot Templeton now. So I've been informed the nurse said, uh, Mrs. Templeton would like to see you. You'll have to keep it short this way, please. She led the way down a wide corridor. Kate walked out the hospital sound of creep soleil shoes slapping on a linoleum. There were so many doors, she thought. White doors, all closed, so many people inside them. Beds with curtains around them, machines beeped and hissed inside, tubes and needles. Doctors with sad, tired eyes who came to tell you your parents have died, gone away, left you alone. Kate, Laura soothed the hand that gripped her. I'm okay. She ordered herself to stay in now. Don't worry. The nurse opened the door and there was the room. It was designed to be comforting, cheerful, a room to welcome new life. A rocking chair, warm ivory walls from dark trim, thriving plants, and the quiet stains of a chapel and Santia. Santia were all pieces of the serene hole. But the machine was there, beeping in the rolling stool the doctors used, and the bed with its guarded sides and stiff white sheets. Margot lay in it. Lastly, pale, her glorious hair pulled back, a few loose tentacles curled dampered along her face. The bag hanging from the IV sat beside the bed, dripping clear liquid down a tube in her, into her. She had one hand pressed protectively to her belly, the other in Joshua's. There you all! Margot's lips curved as she gave her husband's hand to rise. 
stirring squeeze. Take a break, George. Go ahead. She rubbed her joints hands over her cheek. This is a this is girl talk. He hesitated, obviously torn between doing what she wanted and being more than a step away from her. I'll be right outside. He lowered his to kiss her, and his hand brushed over the boulder rock. Don't forget your breathing. I've been breathing for years. I'm almost got it down pat now. Go on out and pace like an expecting father. Don't make her behave, Laura assured him. She sat on the edge of the bed and patted his side. I'll be right outside. He repeated and wait, waited until he was in the hall to rub unsteady hands over his face. He's scared, Margaret. You hardly ever seen Joe scared, but it's going to be all right. <laughs> of course it is. Laura agreed and glanced at the fetal monitor that beeped away the baby's heartbeats. No, I mean it. I'm not messing this up. My timing's off. That's all. I guess this is the first time in my life I've been early for anything. Well, I don't know. Striving for the same light tone. Kate eased down on the side of the bed opposite from Laura. Eat the belt early. Margaret's nearly chew. Oh, here it comes one, she said in a shaky voice, began to breathe slowly through contractions. Instantly, Kate took her hand and breathed through it with her. They're very mild, Margaret Manning. There's something in there that's supposed to be slowing them down. She flicked a glance toward the IV. They hope to stop them altogether, but it looks like the kid wants out. Seven weeks too early. Seven weeks too early. Oh, God. She squeezed her eyes out. Claire circled back no matter how hard she forced her willing to laugh. I should have taken more naps. I should have stayed off my feet more. Stop that. Gates nap. This is no time to feel sorry for yourself. Actually, labor's the perfect time for self-pity, remembering her own. Actually, labor's the perfect time for self-pity, remembering her own. Laura struck Margaret's belly to bring comfort. But no, not for blame. You've taken good care of yourself and the baby. Milked it for all it was worth. Kate arched the brow. How many times did I have to run up and down the stairs at the shop because you were pregnant and I wasn't? She wanted to weep. Promised herself a nice home crying drag later. And those cravings in the afternoon, so I had to go over to Fisherman's Wharf to get you frozen strawberry yogurt with chocolate sauce? You think that I bought that? You bought the yogurt? Margaret pulled it out. Actually, I wouldn't have minded having some now. Look at it. You can chew your chipped ice. It's going to do... I'm going to do this right. Margaret took a deep breath. I know the doctor's worried, Josh's worried, and Mom. But I'm going to do this right. You know I can't. Of course you can, little woman. This hospital has one of the best birthing wings in the country. They take marvelous care of preemies. I was on the committee that helped raise funds for new equipment, remember? You can remember all the committees you were on, Kate commented. You'll do fine, Marga. Nobody focuses on what they want and how to get it better than you. I want this baby. I thought I could will the labor away, but, well, apparently the kid takes after me already. It's going to be today. Her lips tremble again. It's so small and tough, Kate added. Yeah, my uncle managed to tough. The doctor's still hoping they can stop the labor, but it's not going to happen. I know it's today. You understand? Yes, well, absolutely. It's going to be snotty about delivery, just Josh. I wanted you to be there, both of you. I just had this image of a big, noisy body of him. We'll have one after. Katie leaned down to kiss her cheek. That's a problem. Okay. Okay. Margaret closed her eyes and felt the next compression. She's strong, Laura said to Kate as they walked back down the portal. I know, but I don't like to see her scared. 
If the drip doesn't stop later, she'll be too busy to be scared much longer. And we can do it this way to wait they did as one hour passed and two restless Kate paced the room, walked out to badge the nurses, drank too much coffee, ate. Byron ordered and handed her a sandwich. What is it? Anytime a sandwich comes out of a vending machine, you don't ask what it is. You just eat it. Okay. She took a bite. Thought it might have something to do with chicken salad. It's taking too, so long. Barely three hours, he corrected. Miracles take time. I guess, considering it necessary. She took another bite of the sandwich. We should be in there with her. It would be better if we were with her. It's hard to wait. Harder for some. He combed his fingers to rave. We could take a walk outside, get you out of here for a while. No, I'm okay. She damn well would be. It's easier concentrating on Margaret than thinking about where I am. But beers are so human. Don't! She decided it was a horrible night of my life. The worst I'll ever have to go through, I imagine. But it was 20 years ago. It was yesterday, if she let her mind drift. Anyway, I handled the hospital both times where I had kids. Maybe... That was easier because I was on it, and labor really keeps you busy. But this is the same thing. I want to be here, linking his fingers with her, dug her into the mood, into the moment. You're going for a boy or a girl? I hadn't thought of it. How, how big does a baby have to be to have a good shot? It'll be beautiful, he said. Sign number. Her question. Think of the gene pool it's coming from. A lot of times, you think a baby could get lucky and get the best features of his parents. You know, his mother's eyes, his father's chin, whatever. This one strikes gold anywhere he turns. It's going to end up being spoiled rotten. Are you kidding? You should see the nursery Margot and Josh put together. I'd like to live there. She laughed and barely noticed he'd handed her tea rather than coffee. They bought this incredible antique cradle and this old-fashioned English pram they found in Bath. We were going to have the baby shower next week at Templeton House. All that loot, she told him. We will have to make it an after-the-birth shower. What did you get? It's silly. She turned the cup around and around in her hands, trying not to cry or scream, or simply bolt up and break into the birthing room. Margaret's got this thing for Italian designers, especially Armani. They have this junior line. It's ridiculous. You bought the baby on Armani. You burst out laughing. Rolled all the harder when she left. It's a joke, she insisted. Just a joke. But she found herself on. I guess the first time the kid spits up on it, the joke's on me. You're incredibly sweet. He kept her face in his hands incredibly. It's only money. Confronted. Comforted. She leaned her head against his shoulder and watched her family. Laura had come back from checking on the girls and was sitting with Anne. Her aunt and uncle were standing at the window. Uncle Tommy's arm was around Aunt's shoulders. The television bolted to the wall. The Sunday news on CNN rolled by, reporting on a world that had nothing to do with the room where people waited. Others came and went, bringing with them prisons of worry, anticipation, and excitement. She heard the hollow echoes of, on the PA system, brisk, effective footsteps of nurses, and occasional laughter. She saw a young man leading his enormously pregnant wife down the hall, rubbing her back with intense concentration as she took slow, measuring steps. Laura always liked to walk during labor. Mm-hmm. Margot and I would take turns walking with her, rubbing her back. Reason when... What about her husband? Right. <laughs> Kate made a nervous sound. I and Laura to make certain she was out of your sight. He didn't have time for the Lamaze routine. Didn't consider it necessary. I was her coach for both girls. Was Margaret pitch hitting? 
I thought Margot was living in Europe during those years. Yeah, but she came back for the burst. Kayla was a few days early, and Margot was on assignment. The plan had been for her to spend the last week with Laura at Templeton House, but when she called from the plane, Laura had just gone into labor. Margot ended up coming to the hospital straight from the airport. We were with her. She said, right there with her. And Ridgeway. Breeze then, after everyone was all cleaned up and tidy, made what I'm sure he considered a manful attempt to conceal his disappointment that the babies didn't have penises, then gave Laura some elaborate gifts and left. Creep! I never met him, Iron Muse. I can't say I'd formed a favorable opinion of him from reports. Normally, I prefer to form my own opinion on a first-hand basis. He was silent for a moment. But I think I can make an exception in this case and just despise him. Good call! She's well rid of him, and as soon as this stops feeling guilty for being glad she's rid of him, she'll be fine. Oh, God. Why is it taking so long? I can't stand it. She sprang her feet. They've got to tell us something. We can't just sit here. A nurse in green scrubs stepped into the doorway. Then perhaps you'll like to take a little walk. Marco and choked out of the feet. Mrs. Templeton is doing just fine. Mr. Templeton is floating somewhere in the vicinity of Cloud Nine. As for baby Templeton, I think you'd like to see for yourselves. Come with me, please. The baby, Anna reached out, found Susan said, She's had the baby. Do you think it's all right? Do you think it's healthy? Let's go see. Come on, Grandma. Susan murmured as she walked Anna. I'm scared, trembling as she fell, Kate. Grip Byron's hand. I'm scared, trembling as she fell, Kate gripped Byron's hand. The nurse was smiling, wasn't she? She wouldn't have been smiling if something was really wrong. You can tell by their eyes. You can tell if you look at their eyes. She said Margaret was fine. Didn't she say Margaret was fine? That's exactly what she said. They'll let you see for yourself soon. And look at this. They approached the last door. Behind it, Jostin, the girl's face, breaking records. And his arms was a small bundle with a golden sprinkle of hair toppled with a bright blue bow. It's a boy. Thomas's voice broke as he pressed the hand on glass. Look at our grandson, Susie. Five pounds, Josh Mount. Usually took my son for a family. Five full pounds. Ten fingers, ten toes. Five full pounds. He allowed his head to touch his lips. His baby's chick. He's so tiny. With his eyes open, Kate wrapped her arms around him. So beautiful. John Thomas Templeton, Laura let out her own tooth by welcome home. <laughs> they cooed at him, objecting noisily when a nurse came to take him away. When Josh came through the door, they fell on him as villagers might fall on a conquering arrow. Five pounds, he said again, burying his face in his mother's hand. Did you hear that? He's five pounds even. They said that that was really good. He has all the right working parts. They're going to check him out some more because he didn't cook enough. But... <laughs> He looked down to me, Byron put in. Have a cigar, Daddy. Jesus. Josh stared at the cigar, Byron and Daddy. Oh, I'm supposed to be passing out the cigars. Holding handling details is part of my job description. Grandma. Byron handed one to Anne, who delightly in ever delighting everyone by popping it in her mouth. Marco, Josh, Laura took his hand. How is she? Amazing. She's the most amazing woman. You came out willing. Did I tell you? Laughing, he lifted Laura off and feet, kissed her. Couldn't see to get the words out fast enough. Just howling. And the minute he did, Margot started to laugh. She was exhausted and we both scared bloodless. And he just slid out, <laughs> baffled with glass and hands together. Stared. It's the most incredible thing. You can't even imagine. Well, you can, but you had to be there. He's crying, and Margot's laughing, and the doctor said, Well, looks like there's nothing wrong with his pipes. 
Nothing wrong with his pipes. Josh repeated his voice. Nothing wrong with him. Of course not. Thomas was Josh and Barry. He's a pimpleton. Not that we're not glad. Not that we're not glad to see you. Kate brushed the hair back from Josh's face. But when are they going to let us see Margot? I don't know. In a minute, I guess. She's had the nurse get her purse. His screen broke in front. She wanted to fix her makeup. Typical. Kate turned to her arms around by her. That's just typical. End of chapter 17.